At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, Pelicans beat writer. Jim, have some of that Christmas candy. It's a new year. Happy and thrilled to have Aaron Hardigan as our first guest of the new season. Uh, I'm calling it a new season since it's a new year of the Pelicans podcast. And, uh, you know, I guess we got to talk about that game that happened. It It was a tough game. I mean, it was... It was hard fought. It was fun to watch for the most part. Uh, the Pels were in it until the end when it sort of got blown wide open. The, the, the 76ers obviously were able to frustrate Zion, who ended up having to leave the game uh, with, a, with a hamstring injury. So just a, just a disappointing night all around. You sort, of, you sort of chalk it up to, you know, they had a little something extra for the Pelicans. They're on their home floor, and it's unfortunate to lose Zion, especially down the stretch. But, you know, those, those games happen. It was pretty similar to... Saturday against Memphis in that it was close through three quarters. And I mean, there were chances this was the game against Philadelphia was much later in the game in the fourth quarter where you, you know, the Sixers put it away than the Grizzlies did previously. But I mean, yeah, that, that injury was crucial. It happened. Willie green said this, it happened at a really bad time. Um, and he almost didn't notice it during like during the game and, yeah. the, and the pace of things because it, mm-hmm. it, it's not like he crumpled to the floor. Right. It didn't look unnatural at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just at one point, I remember Graf saying, he's not a, on the bench. And we were like, oh, yeah. maybe it's a bathroom break or something. Sure. And you know, then he just didn't come back. When it happened, I saw him kind of like amble off to the side and near the sideline, but I wasn't sure if exactly what happened. So I didn't tweet anything, didn't say anything because yeah, I didn't, didn't really know. didn't seem too hobbled at right. the time. Right, but um, but yeah, I I did notice at the beginning of the fourth quarter that he wasn't out on the bench, so he must have um headed towards the locker room. So, 
Yeah, I mean that's going to be what we what the big focus is today on on Tuesday is um, just finding out how severe the injury is. Hopefully, it's nothing that's going to keep him out yeah. for very long. We'll get an injury report before five p.m., which is required by the league that the day before a game you have to submit you know the status of every player. So we'll be curious to hear that. Um, obviously, the you you already don't have Brandon Ingram right now. If if Zion isn't able to play, it's a crucial loss. But on the other hand, the Pelicans have done really well without some of their key guys, and they've won a lot of games. They have a winning record in the games that Zion hasn't played this season. So uh, hopefully we don't see this. But, I mean, it could be a case where, the once again, the depth is tested to a great yeah. degree. I mean, especially with this stretch of games coming up, you're looking at Luka Doncic and the, the Mavs. You're looking at the Nets. And, uh, you know, I guess we got to talk about the other loss uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies here. Jim, we faced the Grizzlies, and uh, I'd rather forget it. Um, I'd rather just move on. Yeah, unfortunately, I'd rather forget the last several trips to Memphis. I don't know what it is about that arena that the Pelicans yeah. have struggled so much to make shots. And they, I mean, you got to give the Grizzlies credit for uh, Pelicans, for example, had 20 turnovers Saturday. Some of that is definitely Memphis's defense. They've d- done a good job of creating a wall against Zion and making it tough on everyone. But I mean, the next time they play there, which won't be this season. Who knows? Maybe it'll be in the playoffs. Hopefully the Pelicans will find a way to uh, find their jump shot in that game. Yeah, it, it's hard to say like what to look at. There's no stat that sort of defines why the Pelicans play poorly in Memphis, but Memphis is just a hard matchup. They're just tough. They're just a yeah. gritty physical team, and I don't know what it is about the, the way they approach the Pelicans, but it just seems to throw them off their game. And give the Pelicans credit, too. I mean, they weren't playing great, but they were in it. Up until the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, Memphis mm-hmm. was playing sloppy as well, allowing the Pelicans to, to hang in there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, fourth quarter just sort of blew it open, and, uh, and that was that. Just happy to see Ja versus Zion, too. You know, just to have Zion back and to be able to see those two on the floor facing each other, I never take that for granted. I mean, we're watching box office for sure. basketball every time they hit the floor, and we're just lucky to see it. Yeah, and we missed that matchup too many times the first few years that those two guys were in the league I mean, obviously Zion missed all of last season. Yeah. Ja missed a few games against the Pelicans as well. So um, three years into the their, their careers, we really didn't have too many head-to-head matchups. But this year we've gotten to see them a couple times go against each other. So that's been great. Um, yeah. I do think Memphis, some of Memphis's personnel is problematic for the Pelicans as well. They have some pretty long rim protectors like yeah, Brandon Steven Clark. Adams had a great night against yeah us. he did and Jaron Jackson is a really good shot blocker makes it tough on some of what the Pelicans do in the paint um I do think the Pelicans need Larry Nance Jr. against Memphis more than they do against a lot of teams just because he can match up with some of what they do um but yeah it's it, it was a it was a rough night um they don't play them again until April back in the Smoothie King Center they're down Whew. 2-1 in the season series uh, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of basketball between now and then, but that yeah. game April 5th could be something that we circle on the calendar and something that could come into play in in terms of the race. And super glad that that's going to be in the Smoothie King Center because it seems like we have an advantage at least there. We have beaten the Grizzlies at the Smoothie King Center, mm-hmm. uh, even though playing in Memphis seems to be our kryptonite. I mean, how much of that, of that do you, do you uh, credit the Grizzlies for just being you know a good team? But Here's the thing. It's what me and Gus were talking about on the on the post game show as well. It's just brutal to watch this matchup on an uneven playing field. You know, I'd love to see these teams both well rested, yeah. not you know one on a back to back. Because 
you know, look, the Pelicans were coming into this game off a of back-to-back, getting in late after playing Philly. Uh, the Grizzlies had the night off the night before, uh, able to prepare a little bit. You know, I don't know how much of that fatigue maybe wore down the Pelicans. You know, it just, it, it, Grizzlies are a buzzsaw. They're a good team. Yeah. But the Pelicans also just were not at full strength for that game. Yeah, and, and I want to see the Pelicans against the Grizzlies with Brandon Ingram on the floor so that when the Grizzlies load up against mm-hmm. Zion and dare the rest of the team to beat them, um, I think New Orleans will much more easily be able to make them pay for that that strategy. So um, looking forward to seeing Brandon Ingram back on the court. You know, the other thing, too, is I don't want to sit here and make excuses or whatever, but, I mean, the, the way – that the crowd has been at the home games has been phenomenal. Love it. But I feel like the intensity that the Pelicans are putting forth on the court is awesome during the game. But then when they have to play the next night, sometimes I wonder if that's a little, it's been a little bit draining. I noticed too, that Saturday against Memphis, the reserves, I think played much better than the starters did. Obviously the starters played 30 plus minutes. A lot of them in the game against the Sixers. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, they have another Friday, Saturday back to back next weekend where the Brooklyn game on Friday is going to be kind of, I'm sure, the same deal. It's going to be playoff type intensity. Yeah. People are going to be super fired up. People don't really like some of the players on the Nets. What? So um, maybe the Pelicans just need to lean more on the reserves in the second game of some of these back to backs because it just, it's a lot. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, that's, it's easy to get an emotional hangover from, right. you know, those, those sort of mm-hmm. moments. I mean, you're, you're just peeking out and you're running at 10, you right. know, in the red. And, and then it's it's hard to just come back and, and do that again. And even physically a little bit, too, just yeah. that, you know, it's, for example, CJ played 35 minutes Friday and it was a it was a it was a very draining 35 minutes. I mean, he, he made 11, three pointers. He put a lot in of energy. We should talk about that performance. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge performance from CJ. We didn't have a podcast after that game, which killed me. Uh, (laughs) you know, CJ had 42 points in that game, 127, 116 over the 76ers. And, uh, that, that win doesn't happen without CJ McCollum. I mean, scoring 11 threes, uh, to your point, which is his career high, uh, passed up Peja Stojakovic for the Pelicans slash Hornets record. And, uh, man, that, that's what made me feel old. I was like, my Peja, that doesn't feel like that long ago. Right. I'm very old. <laughs> well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, I think it was November of 2007 was when he set that record yeah. by making 10 threes in what was then known as the Staples Center against <laughs> yeah. the Lakers. That was a very memorable game from that season where there was a lot of great stuff that happened. Obviously, that was the 07-08 team that won 56 games. But, I mean, going back to Friday's win against the Sixers, I thought it was – just impressive overall. I mean, obviously it helped a ton that CJ had the game that he did, but the team shot for, uh, 54% from the field. And I thought there were times when the Sixers looked like the Sixers that we expected going into the season where yeah. Embiid is just so tough to stop. And I mean, there was Harden just, was making trick shots. Right. Of right. course. And so to still be able to win that game by 11, when again, as we talked about, you still have a couple guys that are key that weren't in the lineup. I was really impressed with that performance. Um, had to come back the next night against Memphis and, and follow it up. They weren't yeah. able to do that, but um, either way, I mean, just the success that they've had at home has been something that 
has really vaulted them to a different tier of the NBA in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, and I think that that was a game that that CJ reminded people he's more than just a leader in the locker room, and he's here for more than just you know leadership and maturity. The dude can score buckets. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get 42 every night. Of course, that's a little bit of an aberration. But the dude can score, and he reminded everyone who's been sort of complaining, uh, that's that's the C.J. McCollum that you traded for. And uh, and you tweeted about it. What an awesome moment uh, with between him and the Smoothie King Center yeah. crowd after when they were able to sort of, like, give him his adulation. Mm-hmm. He was able to soak it in. And that, that, was, that was just such a great moment in the Smoothie King Center. It was funny, too, because he j- I think he just happened. None of this was planned it was he just happened to be looking up at the scoreboard i think to maybe he was looking at how much time was left or something that was up there and as he looked up they put him on the scoreboard and they put um franchise record three pointers and then of course the crowd went crazy so um it was it was really cool it's kind of hard to describe the feeling it was kind of almost like a goosebumps moment where you say he was showing his appreciation for the fans which he's done so many times i love you know, he's a pretty mild-mannered, kind of calm, cool, collected guy in the best possible way. But he's he also does a really good job from time to time during games of pumping the crowd up, making a couple threes, waving yeah. to the crowd and getting everyone. And as we know, it doesn't take a whole lot to get this crowd Yeah, he understands momentum. Yeah. Right. And so um, that was really fun to, to see just the, the way that he reacted to the crowd and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. CJ... We love you. Thank you for that win. Uh, Speaking of people we love, speaking of people we're glad to have, Aaron Hardigan joining the podcast next of Bally Sports. Uh, Truth be told, now we had Aaron on the show yesterday on Monday. Uh, Had some technical difficulties and uh, couldn't upload it for a little bit. So we decided we want the world to hear as much of Aaron as possible. We want it to have as much shelf life as possible because she deserves it. So we're, uh, we're putting it out today instead I cannot imagine a more fun guest to have to start off the new year. It's 2023. Aaron Hardigan's here to dance. Let's dance. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. 
Identity theft protection starts here. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, we literally, we, we racked our brains, could not think of anyone better to start off the year 2023 with the one, the only, Aaron Hardigan of Bally Sports. Aaron, how you doing? Let me guess, Andrew Lopez was busy again. <laughs> or his people did get back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Everyone else must have been busy because we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. And listen, I will tell you guys, one, Happy New Year. Great to be on with you. Um, but considering you recently played a clip of my my Jingle Pels attempt yeah. last week, I, I suppose for our listeners' sake, my New Year's resolution should be like no more singing on the pod because oh, I talk disagree. about the ultimate deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. I think there should be way more. I, I'm vehemently against that as well. And in, in fact, I was going to ask you, Aaron, if I know – that you were talking about how you, you had to kind of deliver the Jingle Pells song in a monotone. I, was <laughs> I love the William Shatner delivery, by the way. I was wondering if <laughs> if you would sing, if you wanted to do like your singing, your best singing voice version of on the podcast right now, we could have you, we could well, have I you put deliver her on the spot, huh? Well, here, could you tell I was like totally, it was like, it was like I would start singing and then I would go back to talking and then it was like, <laughs> pick it back up. And then it was like, hit the high note. And then it was like back to the, you know, the, the, the bass tones. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. It's very experimental. I you enjoyed the corniness of it. <laughs> it was jazz. Just, boop, 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 you know, just, you never know where she's going. That's, that's what I liked about it. It's like it. on Step Brothers. Like when they're singing in the car, it's like, hit the high note. And here we, you know, and it's like, I would sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks at that point. So, um, no, I appreciate that you guys appreciated that. And, Always. um, it's just, I'm, I'm so honored to, to be like the first guest of, of the new year because I just, I love what y'all have done with this pod. You guys are just kicking tail. Oh, and thank I'm you so much. Yeah. And by the way, for the audience out there that may not be familiar, Aaron, I, I, let me get this accurate. You wrote a jingle bells. It was basically like jingle bells, obviously, but with different lyrics that were, um, related to the Pelicans and the team. And oh, I thought the Beatles wrote I, that one. I'm pretty, great. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a classic that hopefully we'll be able to distribute some CDs next year. Of, <laughs> so people will have it in their stocking. <laughs> yeah. People can bump it Tell on their that, way to the SKC. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been through a lot of Pelican seasons and uh, a lot of them have been, um, you know, you just put your, your head down and you get through them. This one feels different. This, this season still feels pretty good. And uh, I got to say, like, when you look back at 2022 and and what it was for the Pelicans, I, I can't imagine it being anything other than just sort of a special run, no matter what happens the rest of the way. I mean, how do you feel that this far into the season, Aaron? Listen, um, it, it was funny. It, it was near impossible to uh, to get our top 10 plays of 2022 down to 10. I mean, there were just mm-hmm. so many moments, right? Um, and, and, you know, while you can look back at, I mean, it, it's hard to believe we're coming up, like we're nearing the one year anniversary of when Jose Alvarado kind of 
had his emerging coming out party at yeah. the garden, yep. you know, near his home of Brooklyn. Like that's hard. I was like, that was, that's almost a year ago. What? Right. Um, but you know, I think I, honestly, when, whenever, you know, anyone asks me about my takeaways from the year, I think what I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate most is last season's team in the second half, the one that propelled, you know, itself into the playoffs where it took the top seed to six games. I think watching that team ultimately develop into a top seed themselves this season and using that same energy and in harvesting that chemistry. And yes, the return of Zion was pivotal, but they've done it by committee this year. That's been most impressive. I mean, Willie said it the other night, one through 15 have all contributed in some way to this year's success and, and all while celebrating one another. That doesn't happen in a star driven league. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but, you know, New Orleans, and I've had conversations with, with Willie about this. They're not trying to fit the mold. They're over here melting that mold, and they're trying to create a new one <laughs> under him because he he wants this team to embody the phrase that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And that is exact. they are the living, breathing monument of that um, this season. And so I, I just think having watched what they did in the second half last year develop into what it is this year, there are only bright things ahead. So I'm I'm... Here's to health, continued depth, and new milestones in 2023. How about that? Cheers. Sounds great. Yeah. Aaron, you, <laughs> you, you If you we had mimosas, I would be raising mine to that right now. How about yeah, speak that? Speak for yourself. Jim came in here hammered. It's a new year. It's a new gym. I mean, it's already – it's almost 1030. Joe, yeah, I know. Joe, what do you expect? You've been I'm, up since I mean, six. Yeah. <laughs> and it's New Orleans. Yeah, Come on. exactly. Aaron, you mentioned um, – you know, speaking with Willie Green and after the game on Saturday, which was, you know, obviously the last broadcast that you guys had of 2022, you kind of reviewed a lot of different aspects of the Pelicans from the previous year. And you, you touched on Willie Green as far as, you know, what a, what a job the guy's done. I mean, how do you kind of sum up just the impact that he's made and what do you think are some of the traits that have helped him develop into, you know, what I think, is, you know, maybe a coach of the year candidate and one of the best coaches in the league already, even though he's only not even halfway through his second year as a head coach in the NBA. I think he is, in terms of just coaches I've covered um, in this league and in others, he's like the ultimate players coach in the sense that he knows how to connect with each and every individual in that locker room. Because keep in mind, I mean, it's a melting pot of, of backgrounds and beliefs and upbringings and personalities. And, and you may need to, you know, kick one in the tail while you've got to kind of, you know, stroke the other a little bit, you know, stroke the ego of another, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. So, and, and he knows how to connect with each individual um, and, and, and what it takes to kind of forge that relationship and, and then garner that trust. And, and once he, like, has that trust of the locker room, um, I mean, the, the, you know, he, these guys are ready to run through a brick wall for him at any moment. Right. And he, like that, that's what, that's kind of like the, the, uh, the mindset that's kind of been under Willie green. Um, yeah, I'm ready to, to run players, through a brick wall like, for him. Right. I mean, yes, <laughs> that is like, like we are all ready to run through a brick wall for him. Like I would go to battle for him. And every player has said that they were like, yeah. if he, you know, when he asked me to jump, I asked how high, like that is the leader he is. And they just, they adore him. And I, I think, um, it's also, I love that Willie having played here, um, before, like he, he has immersed himself in, into the, like the new Orleans community and its culture. And he understands this city and what it stands for. 
And I loved his quote, uh, God, I think it was like last week, all these games around this time of year always seem to blend together. But he mentioned, you know, this team being tough-minded and resilient and, and hardworking like this city, but also having fun while working hard, much like this city. And he said, you know, you pour into New Orleans, it'll pour right back into you. You know, so I think that having that understanding of like what this city represents and what it needs, um, he has given it good basketball, which as he and Zion both alluded to, this city deserves that. Yeah. And they have brought that. And uh, I, I just I just admire everything he is and everything he stands for. And, and uh, again, I, I just I still play that. Uh, what, what, what was the you got a fight speech. I mean, it's like, yeah, I still yeah. play that before like pregame shows sometimes. Cause it's like, how does that not fire you up? Right. Yeah. I listen to that in the morning when I'm in the shower, I just punch <laughs> the water and I, I get ready for the day and I'm ready to tackle the world. That's my mindset. Uh, you know, as we sit third in the West right now, uh, Jim and I were sort of talking about it before the podcast. Um, you know, you sort of got to knock on the door a little bit. I mean, if we won the championship this, this season, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. It'd be amazing. But I look at that as, as a fantastical scenario. Um, you know, w- sitting third in the West, if, if, if we would par out and, and end the season that way as the third seed, do you see that as sort of a reasonable expectation? Just sort of sitting in that top tier of the West, if not at the very top uh, for this Pelican squad. Do you see that as reasonable or do you see, uh, see that as sort of maybe underselling what this Pelican squad's bringing to the table? I, I, I'm going to go, I mean, I'm, I'm guaranteeing right now we're, we're going to have home floor advantage in the, in the first round of the playoffs, oh. right? Like that's kind of like, that's the, that's the first goal, right? Like, Call that's, it. Um, <laughs> right. And, and, and I mean, there's no telling there, like there's no telling what's going to happen. Cause it's like, I really wasn't even really expecting, you know, I, I never thought I would see the day, Jim, that, they, you know, that, that they sat next to number one in the Western Conference. Like, mm-hmm. and I get it. It's like, it's early, but like, still, I've never witnessed that. So it's like, I, I didn't even expect that. And, and so this team, it, it's almost like they, they want you to like doubt that. Like they, they thrive in the underdog role which is why some of these, these most recent contests have been interesting because they're no longer that they're like, they're getting everyone's best shot every night because now teams know what they're capable of. Um, it's a very different role. It's a new challenge one they obviously happily accept, but I think they want a little doubt on that. They want that chip on the shoulder. And I, I think Madison Hawk put it best the other night. She said, you know, it's almost like they have, you know, the target on their back, but still the chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. But that is what this team is playing with right now. They know everyone's kind of chasing them and they're going to give them their A game, but they still have to kind of maintain that underdog mentality that got them to this point, right? They don't want to lose that. I mean, I even told, I told my dad last night, it was funny, and, and you guys kind of understand, especially Jim, you know, like your family, you know, being miles away. He's like, so when are you coming home this summer? I'm like, well, I'm hoping not until like July because I'm hoping we're playing in June. So... <laughs> I mean, and that's like realistic. I don't know. I, I just think um, that this city has just, you know, this city is going to continue to carry them. And can we just all like appreciate the fact that regardless of the New Year's Eve outcome, I love knowing that our home crowd got to witness back-to-back historic performances to close the calendar year yeah. on the Smoothie King Center floor. Like that was, that was the perfect way to kind of conclude 2022 for them because you know for you know for a city that has has had this team's back through it all and I, I love that and the and despite the the result of that game 
it's such a box office event, Ja versus Zion. It's it's just such a thing to look forward to in division for years and years to come. It feels like an organic rivalry just based on the talent of those individuals, not necessarily any bad blood between the teams or anything, but it's just it's such a, a good rivalry to get up for because you know those two against each other is just going to be absolutely lights out. The highlights are going to be insane, and and whether or not it was a loss, that game had the same. It just felt like it was. It was just a lot of fun, even if it was a bummer in the end. Well, and and they're like they're they're forever. They're going to be forever linked, right? Sure. Just being like one mm-hmm. and two in in the same draft class and everything. You know, they're good friends as well. And so I love I love that we have multiple kind of rivalries brewing, so to speak. You know, with Memphis, with Phoenix. I mean, we've had it with L.A. ever since yeah. you know the the trades went down <laughs> a few years ago. So like, I'm I'm loving that. You know, this is kind of a new new day and age for us too, like getting to witness legitimate NBA rivalries here in new Orleans that we didn't have for so long. Um, and, and seeing that place packed on like a nightly basis. I mean, I saw, uh, our, our girl rel, um, yeah. did a video Friday night. I don't know if y'all saw that of like the line outside the smoothie king center. Wait, I was like, this oh, is yeah. a, I was like, we've made it. Our radio <laughs> studio sits uh, to where we, we face right between the Superdome and the SKC. So from our radio studio before, we could see the line just just backing up. And I was like, this is insane. I can't, I can't, if, unless there's a crazy problem, this has never happened before <laughs> in the Smoothie King Center. It, so, it's beautiful to think see. Think about it. The last, time we saw, the last time we saw those lines was in the playoffs. And this this right. was a you know a Christmas Eve Eve Friday night game. I mean they knew it was going to be the last of the calendar year probably. But like I just I just want to be in that line so I can see you in the way because you're always talking to you know various guests about like oh I see you walking into the yeah movie. shout like, out to Rel who stops by yeah Rel always stops by yeah I try to dance for the people you know I try to give them a little show whether it grosses them out scares them that's uh, that's on them. <laughs> I'm a little I want to see Joe in the window. Like that's on that's on my 2023 bucket list. How about that? You know, Aaron, it's funny too because it's been so much fun the home games lately that I can't wait to get back into the arena and and be around the crowd again. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Friday's game against Brooklyn because it's sold out. It's going to be you know on ESPN now um, and that kind of thing. But I mean, even having like it's kind of like something that you miss now where, you know, even if you go four or five days between home games, I'm like already looking ahead to being back there for the Houston game. But, um, you know, Joe just talked about his dancing, how he's going <laughs> to dance in the window. Yeah. And that brings me to something that I wanted to ask you about that has a kind of a, become kind of a staple of the pregame show and the postgame show. And that is David Wesley's dancing and his dance partner. Can you kind of walk <laughs> us through like how this – all came about like basically for people who maybe haven't seen it. Um, he has a player, basically a player to watch that he picks that his, his quote unquote dance partner yeah. for the night. And then you guys kind of talk about that pregame and then postgame, but tell us the story of how this came about <laughs> that Mr. Wesley and his dancing are a huge part of the show. Well, you know how Mr. Wesley is with, with, with just his general dance moves, you know, just you like, on, like on and off camera. I mean, you've seen him on media row. I mean, David <laughs> can get down when you need him to. Um, I, I don't know if the kids would call it hip uh, or cool, right. but like, you know, I mean, it like he's got his own, you know, he's got his own, his, he's got his own, we call it the D-dub. Yeah, it's he's like, not doing the like TikTok the, dances, but you know, he's got, he's got some old school <laughs> swagger to him. <laughs> 
like his attempt at the cabbage patch. So we have like a gif of that. And we used to tweet that out every time we won last year. And, um, and so this year we wanted to do a play on kind of like his player to watch instead of just calling it his player to watch. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, I was thinking because David and I are like gambling degenerates. I wanted to go with <laughs> David's double down, but they decided, um, we should probably go in with something more like family friendly, like, you know, David's <laughs> dance partner, you know? And we were like, we can play the gif. And I, I, and then, but then like they play, like they play like my like lazy, like half cabbage patch or I was like, okay, we need some up, upgraded like shots of me for this, but yeah. no, it's okay. It'll be, I'll be honest. David needs some redemption here because his <laughs> dance partners have not always brung it. Okay. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> He's had some they rough ones. He's dance had... the one that brung you. They've not always brung it. They've okay? been stepping on his feet lately. <laughs> yeah, I've had that problem. Jim, every Saturday, uh, we we have you know a, a game where we got to pick a player to to outpace their average. And uh, boy, have I been running real dry. It's like I have never watched the sport of basketball. <laughs> it's insane. Aaron, thank you so much for joining the podcast, being the first guest of 2023, knocking it out of the park as always. Uh, we look forward to all the dancing that is going on in the Bally studio. I think as this season goes on and the Pelicans keep on winning, there could be plenty of dancing ahead for y'all. Well, I uh, I will get some updated uh, shots. I don't. I, I've heard Jim has some good moves too, so I might <laughs> oh, yeah. consult with you. Boy, if we get to the point um, of the season where I'm dancing, this season's really going yeah, keep well. Keep drinking. <laughs> so it's about to be a good new year. I'm feeling it. Again, here's to health. Yeah. Continue depth. And to you guys, continuing to kick absolute tail. Uh, I love what you guys have done, and I appreciate you having me on. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for joining us. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get Jim on camera dancing because he never stops. It's it's almost embarrassing. He comes in here, and he does the worm into the studio every day to start the podcast. And, uh, you know, it just dazzles I me feel like time. I feel like David and Jim need – like, this needs to become a TikTok at some point. That is yes. – I'm adding that to my New Year's resolution list as we speak. We're making wow. it happen. You guys yeah. are the best. Yeah, can you all both do the gritty or set, something? Learn set your gritty. goals high. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thanks to Aaron Hardigan for joining us on the podcast. So much fun, always with her. Guaranteed good time every time she's going to be the guest. Check her out on Bally Sports. You will not be disappointed. Jim, uh, you know, a couple of losses now under the Pelicans belt. Doesn't feel good, doesn't taste good after so much winning, uh, but it's something you just got to face and it, you know, you sort of build your calluses as a team by facing that adversity, especially shorthanded. Um, so, you know, we're really going to get our medal tested as the, as uh, this stretch of games hits. Yeah. I mean, there's constant reminders that this isn't going to be easy. I know I've said that before that this is, you're not going to be able to just go through the season and reel off a seven game winning streak, a five game winning streak and have there be nothing in between. So um, I, I'm looking forward to Wednesday, just being able to get back into the home arena. It's been a few days, which seems way too long yeah, with how much like fun we've had. Eternity. Yeah, so uh, the Houston game will be important that they can get a win and continue to play as well as they have at home. Um, then obviously Brooklyn Friday and then Saturday back-to-back in Dallas. The Mavericks are red hot right now on a big winning streak, so that'll be a, a challenge. And really, that's going to start the longest road trip of the season for New Orleans. And there's some – John Schumann of NBA.com wrote about this in his power rankings this week, But which, by the way, the Pelicans are fifth in the NBA, so not – not too shabby yeah, to be the still NBA, in the top just, five. Yeah. But he, he mentioned how, you know, the Pelicans have a lot of really interesting road games coming up. And 
you know, it's it's an area that they have to improve on and get better at. They're seven and ten now on the road after the loss to Philadelphia, which I mean, playing five hundred is very good in on the road in the NBA. Yeah, so just compared to the home record, it just stands out sure. so glaring. You know? Yeah, they're not they're not far from what I would consider to be a pretty decent road record. But I mean, on this trip coming up, you have Dallas with Luka Doncic, you have Boston playing some of the basketball in the league, and then you end it with Cleveland on Martin Luther King Day. So that'll be the fifth game, basically like a 10 or 11-day road trip. They do have a couple days off before that Cleveland game. They have that whole weekend off. They play Friday in Detroit and then Monday in Cleveland. So that maybe that'll be beneficial. But uh, this this road trip coming up and this this stretch is going to be not only really – fun and interesting to watch, but just a challenge for the Pelicans to be able to get back into uh, being being more of a consistent winner on the road. Yeah, and I know it's easy to be bummed out right now, Pelicans fans. It doesn't feel good to lose. I keep having to tell myself and remind myself, you literally cannot win them all. It's impossible. And I know that, but it still burns. Uh, but if you need something to get up for, you get to boo Eric Gordon at the SKC. What's better than that? <laughs> uh, Eric Gordon just coming back and we always have a great homecoming welcome for him so get up get loud boo that man and cheer on your pelicans because honestly they're going to need it they're going to be shorthanded uh, as jim said their depth is once again going to be tested so they need you to be loud stand up fill the skc and be obnoxious yeah and i, I one of the things i'm looking at right now too is um the mavericks have shown with how tight the west standings are that if you get on a hot streak, you can elevate your position pretty quickly. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I think they were eighth or ninth, and now they've yeah. won. Like I said, they've won six in a row, so they're up to fourth. But for the Pelicans, I mean, there's kind of a tier that's kind of shaping up right now where, with Denver, Memphis, and New Orleans. You know, not to say anything's decided, and it's not like there's a massive gap between third place New Orleans right now and everyone else, but um, I, I am – starting to look at that as, you know, are these the three top teams in the West? I'm sure there's other teams that are going to have something to say about that as we go forward. But um, for Memphis, they're, they don't play again until Wednesday at Charlotte, which is a team that's struggling. Uh, Thursday at Orlando, um, team that struggled most of the year, got really hot and has kind of tailed off again lately. And then on Sunday, the Grizzlies have Utah in FedEx Forum, where, as we've mentioned Memphis has been also just like Denver, really tough to beat at home. Yeah. As we're as we talked about with Aaron, um, I, I went into the season saying my goal was top six, not be in the playing tournament. So, yeah. I mean, third place is pretty darn good. Yeah, it's nice to to feel like an ingrate about not being satisfied with third place. We are the Pelicans podcast, presented as always by Seat Geek. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much to Aaron Hardigan for joining us from Bally Sports. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer just for being him. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends and pals. We'll talk to you next time on Wednesday. Until then, go Pels! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.